Down and down again. I got so high, left my frown in the wind. Hard, I tried, never try it again. Cause these niggas is lying again. I'm a black lion, I roll like a tire. Girl, in my dreams, I don't sleep, I don't find her. If they sleep and they need a reminder, this is for niggas who think we minor. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I see things a little differently. I am so chemical and um, recording the match of the month a bit early, which I'm happy about. I actually had an idea. Several ideas, actually, and I just decided to stick with one. Because of Clash of the Castle, because it's the first pay-per-view in the UK, what? Technically 30 years to the to the year. You know, not to the date, but to the year for sure, 30 years. Um, And I was going to do one match already, uh, and, and I had this in mind, I was going to do it, and I thought, I said, man, and I don't know how many of you guys know this story. I know we all listen to different podcasts, and... And we, we all hear it, but I felt like this was an interesting enough story as well as the match to, to keep things going. So essentially, we're going to talk about Bret Hart versus Davey Boy Smith, who had mainly, I think it was the first time the Intercontinental Championship main evented um, a pay-per-view, a WWE pay-per-view. Um, and it wasn't even going to be that. Uh, so and I've heard Bret Hart tell this story. I think it was also Bruce Pritchard that kind of confirmed the story as well. So essentially, 92, Bret Hart's on the come up. And he has the Intercontinental Championship after. So essentially what happened was earlier in the year, January, Bret is out of contract. And so he was like negotiating with WCW at the time and WWE. A lot of people don't bring this contract negotiation up because it's not as good as um, the, <laughs> the one that later happened. So what happened was, was the reason why he lost the Intercontinental Championship at a house show to the Mounties because he was, in the icon, he was out of contract and he was actually legit negotiating with WCW at the time. So he lost the Air Continental Championship at a, at a, I think it was due to a roll-up at a house show two days before the Royal Rumble. So, 92 Royal Rumble happens. People will tell you the greatest Royal Rumble of all time. That's, that's just people's opinions. And so, um, the Mountie defends the Intercontinental title against Roddy Piper. Piper ends up winning his one and only championship, singles championship in WWE. Later on, he won the tag team titles with Ric Flair. And then Bret Hart and Vince came to an agreement. And next thing you know, um, you have the, the match set for WrestleMania 8, where you have Piper, who to that point had not been pinned, I think, in something like 10 years. It was, it was a crazy stat. I don't have the number on top of my head. But it was like it was it was a de- it was de- it was a decade plus that he had not been pinned. Think about how crazy that is, because Hogan never pinned Piper ever. Even at the high of everything, Piper made sure he uh, maintained his um, his heat essentially without being pinned. There was no pinning. Then I get up and beat you up at the end of the match. No, Hogan never pinned Piper in WWE when they were, were at the height of their powers. Anyways, so now you have this match that uh, I think ended up becoming a classic match because you had two baby faces against each other. And essentially, uh, at some point in time, well, first of all, Ric Flair bladed that night. So did Bret Hart. At the time, it was a no-blading policy. And so Bret did not get fined. Flair did. And uh, apparently, Bret, Bret had said that Flair was sloppy with it. Um... 
whatever that means. It's just one of those things where it was just funny how that, that happened. But in that match, you see Piper, the referee's knocked out. Piper, I think, has a TV camera or a chair. He has something in his hand. And the fans start booing Piper. And so then he throws it away to do the right thing. Air quotes, I'm doing air quotes. You guys see me doing air quotes. And he puts uh, Flair, I'm not about Flair, Bret Hart in the sleeper. Bret Hart ends up taking the sleeper, going up the turnbuckles, and countering it into a pinfall where Piper doesn't let go of the, the sleeper. And then Bret Hart becomes a two-time intercontinental champion. They both still remain faces. They walked out together. Piper ended up putting the belt on Bret Hart. Great. I don't know why I'm like, my body's like trying to yawn right now. I'm like, I'm not tired. Um, anyways, um, that's why you guys keep hearing me stop and take like breaths or whatever. It's like, I'm trying to like, it's, next time I'm just going to yawn. Fuck it. Um, anyways, um, so next thing you know, um, the, it's supposed to be built up. So essentially the first match that was supposed to happen, and like I said, Bret Hart and Bruce Pitcher both talked about, both talked about this, excuse me. And it was supposed to be Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart in a ladder match for the Intercontinental title in Washington, D.C. I know that, I, I, don't, I don't remember what, I don't know what the, 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 the stadium's called now. I know at one point in time it was called the MCI Center. And I'm going to yawn. I guess I just need to get out. Sorry about that. Anyways, um, so that was supposed to be the original main event. But Vince McMahon really wanted to do a pay-per-view in the U.K., he really wanted to do it. He knew he had the connections to do it, but he didn't know if it was going to happen or not. So the main event was already set. The main event was going to be Brett versus Shawn Michaels in the ladder match for the Intercontinental title. First time ever in the States that the ladder match was happening because the ladder match actually was invented in Calgary in Stampede Wrestling. For those of you guys who didn't know, the ladies didn't know. Well... As it comes closer, all of a sudden now they are going to do SummerSlam in Wimbledon, in Wimbledon Stadium, and so that's when the, the main event then changed. We're now going to have David Boy Smith win the Intercontinental Title, and he will win it in his hometown of London. Okay, great. Fast forward. Bret Hart is uh, the week of they're they're there, and um, all of a sudden. No Davy Boy. He can't find Davy Boy. Well, Davy Boy and um, Jimmy Anvil apparently went like a bender for days. No one could find them. They knew they were still in London, but no one like knew where they were. But they they kind of knew they were safe some, somewhat, I guess, right? Because they knew that nothing happened to them. So they would have heard about it. Well, all of a sudden, um, they end up coming back, and they're all high and drunk and completely jacked up well now brett is trying to tell davy what they're going to do in their match and davy's in no condition to even be in the ring nonetheless remember a fucking match and so they go over it even though brett knows he's not really retaining anything davy boy and so they get to the ring and this was a raucous crowd i'm expecting this class and i'm trying to matter of fact let me look Because this may come out after Clash of the Castle. So, but I, I might have my own answer to this question. But I'm seriously curious. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Um, I believe it's September 4th. No, September 3rd. Or the 27th. 
Either way, that place was crazy. That SummerSlam crowd was amazing. They're they're really passionate fans over there. And so I remember watching that entire pay-per-view and just saying to myself, wow, these people are going fucking nuts. They're going ballistic over this shit, right? And so Bret Hart apparently got in the ring and David Boy said, I'm fucked. I'm fucked. I don't remember. He said, just follow me. And he, for as, it was only like one or two botches in this, but it's still a classic match. But it, like, it, it, to, to know what condition he was in and to see him get through, I think it was a 30-minute match. And it, it, it's a testament to Brett, one, for being fucking crazy and stupid enough to even get in the ring with this guy knowing how jacked up he was, how high he was. But also just to say, hey, man, I'm going to protect myself and him. That's just impressive. Um, one of the the first botches you see is when Bret Hart is going to do an over-top rope, essentially a, a dive. And so David Boy is supposed to move. He doesn't move. He's going to catch Bret, but he's not even in a position. So it looks like Bret takes him and like, just does a outside, awkwardly, awkward bulldog where the bulldog, no pun intended, lands on him. It was just super fucking awkward, right? And so these two just went out, and this this the story that they were telling was essentially Brett didn't approve of Davy Boy being married to his sister. And you see the sister in the crowd and the shots, and you see he's torn between her brother and her husband, and um it was just really, really good stuff. And so these two were going back and forth in the ring, and all of a sudden, you have uh, Brett going for a sunset flip. He puts his legs up. David Boy drops to his knees, hits hits the um, hits the, uh, the the pin. One, two, three. Place goes bananas. Now, according to Brett, his idea for the very end was for David Boy to put no for Brett to put his hand up for a shake, and David Boy was to look and look at him and just it's supposed to be like a stare down of sorts, right? And, and Brett felt like, according to him, the crowd would go crazy. And so, excuse me, no, Davy Boy was supposed to put his, his hand out for a handshake. And Dave just look at him. He's supposed to, and he felt like the crowd would build and build until they actually hugged. Now, by this time, Diana, the sister and the, husband, and the wife, are is in the ring. And so she's standing there. And so Davy Boy puts his hand out for a shake. And so then he looks at the crowd. And so the crowd's going crazy, booing Brett and everything. And Brett felt like that was, um, that killed the moment. It, it was still a great fucking moment. But you're also legit... Read, once again, for as good as he was for reading the room, he didn't read the room good enough. Like, legitimately, you're talking to somebody who's so fucking high, and he's he's probably... And now he's high with adrenaline, right? So I'm like, dude, he's not going to remember that shit, right? That's so mundane to him, right? So anyways, they finally embrace, they finally hug. The... the, 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 the I was about to say sparklers. Jesus Christ. What is that called? The pyrotechnics go off. Everything like that. To me, this is one of those moments where because of the situation with Hogan, and he wasn't around at the time, I believe. Because I believe, no, he wasn't around at the time because Macho Man was WWE champion. And on the undercard, it was Macho Man versus Ultimate Warrior with Ted DiBiase. No, with Ric Flair. Saying how they paid off one of the one of the people. Turns out that he paid off nobody. It was just there to cause a simp between the both of those uh, opponents. Because of that, to, to me, 92 and 93 were interesting years. Because Vincent Mann had to try different things in order to see what would work, what, would, what wouldn't work. Now, even though the Intercontinental title at that time 
was so important. I want to say, I think the title lost prestige in the Attitude Era. Because it was just being passed around at that point. But in fairness to the Attitude Era, so many people were over. I remember just wishing, oh man, I wish I could see Road Dog with the with a strap one time. I wish I could see, you know, and you know these people are not going to ever win heavyweight championships, but you just, just to see them. And even then, to say lost prestige, I think it did a lot for the Rock and Rock's second reign. I think that was, I think that's the longest title reign Rock's ever had as a singles champion, was that second Intercontinental Championship reign, where I'm trying to think of who he beat for it. First time he beat Triple H. Second time he lost it to Triple H, which is funny. Who, who, who did he beat for it, though? Because he had a few with Shamrock and WrestleMania. I don't remember who he beat for it. But anyways, um, I, I want to say those moments right there, which were few and far between. Like, cause I, that was one of the rare tower reigns that went, I think, eight, nine months. Um, maybe even longer, probably 10 months. Anyways, the point is, that it wasn't like the Air Cotton tile was what it is today. Essentially, like, I, I'm going to be 100% honest with you as I record this. I can't even think of who the era, the U.S., Bobby Lashley is the current U.S. champion. I don't even know or remember who the current, inter, oh, it's Gunther. Um, but I don't think I've seen him on TV in a while. At the, and they've been pushing him strong, but see, I just forgot. Anyways, at that point in time, the Air Cotton Hotel was still very, very important. But it had never made invented. It was never going to make event. It was going to make event house shows because at the time, house shows were so important because now you have Hogan, Macho Man, and uh, Ultimate Warrior on the A row team, the Intercontinental Champion, and others on the B row team. So if you kind of know what you want to see, those, that would depend on how shows you want to go to. Also, pricing, etc., etc. So this was a big deal for this to headline. For to not just headline but deliver, and it made both guys come out even stronger. And I know Brett has said for as much as Davey thought it was his moment, it was it was Brett's moment. It was both their moments. Period. Bottom line. And honestly, it was the continuing rise of Bret Hart, who within just three months later won the WWE Championship from Ric Flair um, on a non-televised show. But uh, to me, this is uh, this is just a great choice for the match of the month. The one other one I had in mind is just as great, but I felt like this fit the current air, um, moment we're in. So, um, yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed um, the, the little story time we had here. I um, hope you guys enjoy your week. I'm so chemical. This is the match of the month, and I'm out.